Good evening. Good evening. So tonight, actually, we're going to do chiloi, which is making an appeal. So we all are going to be attorneys sometimes when we dive in. Of all of the things that we've learned so far in Tefillah, of all of the different languages and approaches, I believe this at some level uh, is, the, oh, risky, but it's, it's a fine line, which we're, which we're going to discuss it. We, we all have the ability to do chiloi, make an appeal, um, but it, it, there's, there's certainly a person has to be careful how they do this, which we'll discuss. Actually, it says, After the Egel Azov pleaded, appealed to Hashem our God. Chiloi, making this appeal, See the Talmud and Brachas, Shadarshu, the Talmud there, expounds this verse, this Pasuk, in several ways. You have to remember, our sages compare what happened at the Eagle Azov by the Golden Calf was literally a bride on the night of her marriage doing an an act of adultery right in front of her groom. The Jewish people were at Sinai. Hashem had taken us out of Egypt specifically to come to Sinai, to Har Sinai, to be the Kabbalah of Torah, to accept the Torah. And at that Har Sinai, we either did actual adultery, or uh, excuse me, adultery slash idolatry, or something that schmecked of, uh, uh, literally smelled of a level of Avodah of idolatry by doing the Egel Azov. And in the process, there were acts of lunas, and in the process, Chor was murdered. Really bad stuff happened at Harsina. Now, of course, what actually happened, it was a very small percentage of the Jewish people, um, but the fact is it did happen, and the Oynish, the, the punishment of the Jewish people or, or was to literally to be wiped out, and Hashem would rebuild the Jewish people through by Shabbatu. And Moshe is the one person who can daven for the Jewish people, and he knows he must daven for the Jewish people, because Hashem told him he's going to destroy the Jewish people. He says, Hashem tells me it's for a reason, to destroy the Jewish people. Vice says, must be, he wants me to daven. How does Moshe Rabbeinu, by the way, daven at Har Sinai? But let's remember, Moshe Rabbeinu, the tefillah of Moshe Rabbeinu that's going to be accepted is on Yom Kippur, the day that we are all going to make our life appeal um, for, 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 uh, for, for our lives. Like, just, just, just on a small level, like, I, 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 this past Friday night, I was walking with my wife, I saw something, I never saw such a thing, such a thing before. Walking outside in front of our house, I don't know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, and it's pretty dark. We live on a street called Thorndale, it's, we're in a corner house, like we were in St. Jose, we got fortunate to get a corner house again, or a corner house, uh, a car, so we're at the cross, a car goes right, no lights on. No lights on whatsoever. A car goes right through the stop sign at probably 70 miles an hour. And not only did it go through at 70 miles an hour, I it didn't even pause by the stop sign. So I told my wife, his lights were off. If any car which had that right away would have been coming, the, the driver would have been hit and been killed. Had anyone been walking, you driver, I'm telling you, the person without any lights, pitch dark, pretty dark at night, went zipping through that stop sign at 67, like on a highway. 
And I watched, I was literally startled. I've seen people go through stop signs, they slow down a little bit, they don't, or they short stop, or they slow down a little bit, or they've seen people crazy enough to go through at some level with lights on. This guy's lights were off. Either it was a robbery or on drugs, or I don't know what happened over there. But I said to myself, why in the world did I just see this? Like, what did I have to see this? It, was like, it really was like, I was thinking if I was crossing or anyone I know was crossing, they would have been dead. Why did you watch this? I said, I told my wife, I told her, I said, why did we just see this? <laughs> it was a crazy sight. Like, it's like, literally the guy went right through it at 80 miles an hour, 70 miles, whatever it was. I said, just to remind us that our lives are vulnerable. Like in one minute, a person in their whole life could be changed. And, and you know, in one minute, a year ago, almost exactly a year ago, I was, in a, I was hit directly by a teenage kid without a license looking at his phone. And Baruch Hashem, I was... My car was total, but I was not. A uh, miracle. Like, literally, I got out, people were... Sh- um, I mean, one minute our life could change. I know, some, I know somebody who, who... Two people, actually. The same two people, both under 50. One person under 40. Two ladies, the past two weeks. Both had brain strokes. Like, and the one... They, you know, the people are dominating for them. Two people were totally normal, walking on the street, healthy... Children and in, and in a minute, a person like so. On Yom Kippur, Moshe is going to be davening. When he knew the Jewish. We we probably we all on Yom Kippur. I've said this many years. You've heard me say this. When we come on Yom Kippur, we have nothing. <laughs> what we think we had last year is no guarantee to be here next year. We come into Yom Kippur without any guarantees. Not of our wealth. Not of our health. Not of our family. Not of the status of the world. Nothing is guaranteed. But Moshe came into that Yom Kippur, literally pleading to Jewish people. It was not guaranteed. There was a death sentence on all the Jewish people. And how does he? How does he daven? So the pasuk is Vayachal. He literally makes this appeal to Hashem. What does he say in his appeal? And I'm not sure. I was joking about being a lawyer, but at some level, you have to have the winning argument. What was Moshe's winning? Argument. What was his appeal on Yom Kippur that that we say it, 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 that he, he commits Hashem? So Moshe says to Hashem, "Lama Hashem Yachar Apecha." Hashem, why is your anger for Lama Yomru Mitzrayim? Right. First of all, why would Mitzrayim say, "Ah, they took us out of Egypt"? Egyptians will say they, Hashem couldn't let them come into the land of Israel because he would not be able to defeat the thirty-one kings. So be Hashem. And then he says another argument. Zechor la'av, remember the, the acts of Avram. Moshe is throwing out by a, a lawyer, la'av de'av, a false, a good lawyer. You, make, you don't just make one argument. You, make, you, throw everything, you throw everything out there. You make every cogent, clear argument you can make. If, you're, if you want to be successful, you want to make a pitch, you want to have an argument, you don't just throw, we, maybe one thing else will stick. So Moshe says, What's the, it's going to be a chil ha'sham, ha'sham, your name is going to be that you destroy the Jewish people. The Egyptians will say, Look, he couldn't, uh, their Jewish God couldn't even get finished the job. Or remember what Avraham did. It's all coming into Yom Kippur. The harvest in in Lachlos Parmet, Moshe Rabbein is trying, trying to convince the Kaddish Baruch Hu to forgive the Jewish people. Gabi Eov by by Eov was praying for Chalu Panecharabim, made many appeals to Hashem Uzlafayis. Lux is upon him trying to appease 
trying, uh, 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 trying to appease Hashem. Both in Scripture and in the words of our sages, uh, we see a, a, a lot, and everything is not. Um, uh, uh, when Chana Davins, right? Chana, by the way, the Talmud says, the Gemara says that one of the main people that we learn, all the Jewish people learn for eternity, Chana Davin, is how when Chana, who was barren, and she goes to the Mishkan and she's davening to Hashem to have a child, and of course, Eli the Kohen watches this happen. And he thinks she's actually drunk because she's davening quietly and she's next to a wall. So how does, what is Chana, what is, what's Chana who's been barren for years? What does she tell Hashem? And she says, Hashem, you created the entire world, okay? Number one, um, uh, you, why did you create me? Like she's starting, she's making arguments. Why? And then she says, And you create the whole world. You can't give me one son. This is an argument to Hashem. It is so, you are creating the entire world. Is it so, is it beyond you to 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 make to, to give me a son? Vidarshu Khazal, who is this nation that knows how to uh, appease and appeal to the creator? with our level of divine inspiration. But if in how Hashem could be appeased I mean, or, or convinced, so to speak, think about this. Hashem, Chana has to make the argument. Moshe has to make the argument. You know, in order to convince Hashem, you've. By the way, you know I deal uh, with many hats, and you know one of them is sometimes I, I have a whole team of people, but sometimes I'm making. A fundraising pitch to sometimes very, very wealthy people. Different strokes, different folks. It's not like, you know, there's one magic formula for, uh, for everybody. There's different strokes for different folks. Everyone has a different... Everyone's heartstrings are pulled differently. Some people are more cerebral, some people are more emotional. By the way, Kirov, if you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're helping people have learned Torah or do Tshuva or advance or you're giving a, a drasha, whatever it may be, there's, people think differently. People react differently. And, and you know, part of being um, successful is knowing who, what, you know, how to speak to, to, to different, 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 in different ways. And how in the world did somebody know how to speak to Hashem? Right? Hashem is not a person. You know, I, Mitzvah Hashem, I'm making a, a shidduch. I can engage a Sunday. And I always, I told my wife, I met this person, one of the people, for 90 seconds, and whatever, how, I was clearly just a pawn in the whole thing, but I was a pawn, and I, but when, I always tell my wife, in order to make, to make a shidduch, uh, I need to meet the person 90 seconds. I, if I don't, I just see a piece of paper, I can't even visualize what I'm doing. Nothing to talk about. I mean, how am I supposed to, okay? So, but you get an impression of a person, 90 seconds, two minutes, 10 minutes, you meet somebody, you get a pulse of who they are, what, what they can, what, who they can potentially marry, what, what, what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. So, it, it, it maybe if you meet a person, you know what you can make, a, you can try to convince them, you can uh, an appeal. We don't know Hashem at all. We know Hashem's not. We don't know Hashem's not personal with Hashem. I'm going to go ahead and convince Hashem. You know, uh, I'm going to, Make the argument for Hashem. How are we going to know even how Hashem 
what's going to work over here? What, what argument? Hannah is telling Hashem, Hashem, you created the entire world, you created the ants, the, man, the, the centipedes, the stars, you can't give me one baby. Who says, that, who says that's a good argument? Who, who says that cogent? Moshe Rabbeinu, it's going to be a chilash, I'm going to kill all the Jewish people in the Midbar. Who says that's the winning argument? When you know somebody, by the way, uh, the more you know a person, the more you can help them. If, if you want to give advice, when you don't know who the person is, it's very hard to give advice. Yeah, very hard, but if you know a person, right? if you're a parent, you're a sibling, you're a friend, you're a relative, you're the rabbi, whatever it be, you can give good advice. Giving advice to people you don't know, wow, very challenging and very dangerous, by the way. Uh, getting advice, by the way, from people you don't know, very challenging and very dangerous. I know people's lives have been ruined that, that way. Very easy way to ruin your life, get advice to the wrong people. Well, one way to get advice to the wrong person is, or to give advice to the wrong person, is not to know them. You have no idea what you're telling them. It may be a terrible idea. You don't know the context. You don't know who they are. Right? And so we don't... We don't we're, like Hashem, we're going to get the winning argument. We're going to get this cogent, clear thing that makes sense. Kigal Mushamayim Ma'aretz, Yishayi says that the chasm, the difference between the heavens and the earth, obviously, when we say the heavens, not even not for the stratosphere, we're talking about the spiritual world, which we can't even see, beyond, way beyond everything. Is, is way beyond anything we can ever imagine and, and ponder. So how do we, so to speak, uh, 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 appeal to, or, uh, you know, to, to our Kaddish It says that the Jewish people are wise in their hearts. Rashi there, Tamanita says, the Jewish people, at some level, in our, in our prophetic way, we actually know what, uh, know how and what to speak to, uh, ways to speak to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which we'll see actually in, in a few minutes. There is a risk, and we have to be careful how we do this. V'chen kol seder tefillah, we should know, in general, we're talking about how we daven to Hashem. We have to be very careful. The best way to daven is the Shemona Esrei. Our sages, the, every word of Shemona Esrei, in, uh, in particular, was done with divine inspiration, Ruch HaKadosh. V'yeda, and in those words, Ezra, Nechemia, all of the, uh, Ezra, Daniel, Malachi, all of the, Anshikas, Hagadolah, they knew how to phrase these words in a way to ask properly of Hashem, through prophetic, through prophetic inspiration. With the Elu Hamilam, and all of the words that were chosen were the right words. Um, just know that when we dive into Shemona Esther, every it's what's about important. To, we should understand what we're saying. Um, you know, uh, I mentioned a while back. I think it was Yitzchak Fagan who's on this call. Was the first one, I believe, who brought over Amachad the interlinear. Art scrolls, which have the explanation or the word or the pronunciation, whatever you need. Very important to, to know what you're saying. But even that, that's just like the basic translation. Every one of those words of Shun Esrei, there's so much depth, Kabbalistic depth, so much depth, which is for generations and the, the right words. You know, sometimes things change over time. Society, what works five years ago is a different language today. But, you know, if you have teenagers, you see they talk a different code language than we speak today. Yeah, nobody speaks in America today like they spoke in the 1920s. You'll be antiquated. You're out of, you're out of, you're out of touch, you're out of fashion. If you ever read an English book, you know, from the 16th century, you go back to 
Chaucer. I mean, nobody talks like that. <laughs> Chaucer sounds like, you know, um, Beowulf, you read these kind of books, like, get out of town, right? Like, it, it doesn't speak to us at all today. It's a different languages. By the way, even the translation, if you look at the old translations of, the, of a sitter, right? Like, how, like the old Sonsino type translations, or the ones we got England from the from the, city, the, 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 the United Synagogue of England, which was the rabbin of England from 120 years ago, and the Lord saith, like, you can't, it doesn't speak to anyone at all. The Lord saith, you know, or, or the Gemara, the original translation that the Sansina did in the Gemara, it doesn't speak, it's not in the modern language, the language changes. Well, Shona Esther is always the perfect language which we can relate to a Baruch It's It's divinely inspired, it doesn't become outdated, and it's the, 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 the right arrow to hit the, the, the spot in, for us to connect to ha, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Take, for example, you want to, you know, we say, Slach Lanu Avinu. Every day, you get Shmonesri, Slach, forgive us our father. Right? Uh, what, what do we say? Shupias Lefani Sparuch, we're saying we sinned. And how are we saying Avinu, the, the way we're going to ask is, you're our father. We don't say everything Avinu, or Slach Lanu Avinu. When we ask for forgiveness, it's Avinu. And we say, Why should you forgive us? Because, Right? You know Hashem wants to forgive us for sins. He wants us to ask for forgiveness. He's Avinu. Because every part of davening and Shona Esri is the right words. Because if you don't say the right words, you're going to be ineffective. All the words which Chazal use. Uh, by the way, sometimes I, I, over the years, people would ask me, Rabbi, it doesn't speak to me. I, I'd rather use my own words. I mean, I said, what? You're a prophet. You must be like Isaiah. You know, what I, you, you know how to talk to God. You know the right words. You must be, God, give me a blessing. Teach me how you do that. Now, I recommend, and I myself, I'll be very honest, every single day of my life, I try to, uh, at the end of Shona Esrei, I have my own conversation with Hashem. I have a lot. I have a big need list. I have a lot. I have a lot of kids. I have a lot of needs myself. I'm, I'm involved in a lot of different organizations, Jewish people. Organizations. I have a whole list of things I talk to Hashem with, and I hopefully say the right things. That's Hashem. But Shona Esrei, before that, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow Daniel and Mordechai and Ezra and Malachi. And, and, and Shimon Tzadik, all of the, the, the all of the Anshikas Kedola who did us eternal favor, it said, "What? This is the script. You want to be successful? This is how you do it. You want to get forgiveness? Don't make up your own script. Say slach lanu avinu That's how you ask for forgiveness. You have the words. It's divinely inspired. Hashem Oitzimals Torasim Yanu is called Hashem Hashem. They knew through the Ravim and Afruch Kosh how is what the way Hashem and what the proper words are. The Eich Lefaisu and they knew how what are the right words to appeal to Hakadosh Baruch Hu in all generations and how Hashem Umaritzayis Baruch Vinei Lachorer Nistarim Bezed Darach Yishemayim. Okay, and the truth is, is this whole concept is, is, is beyond us. Either way, if Moshe is saying to save the Jewish people, don't make it, it's Bechel Hashem, or remember Avram, or Hannah saying, 
why did you need me if I'm not, you know, what's my purpose? Or, or can you give me a child? Or all of the arguments are, or saying, you know, forgive me, Hashem, you're a father, because you, you want him to be forgiven, right? What, either, if it's true, why does it say it in the first place? Right? What does he need us to make this appeal? Why this, this argument, if it's not a good appeal, what are we adding? It's a, it's a, bad, it's a bad thing. Right? What, why do it? Now this, this goes back to what we said previously. If you don't daven, <laughs> you won't get it. If you don't daven, it's never going to happen. And here, actually, it goes, not just do you have to ask, but you see clearly there are things, in, especially in this chiloy of making an appeal, that if not done, it just doesn't happen at all. In the Talmud, it says, There's a person who used to dig wells for the Jewish people when they'd be oil of the you know, go up to the Harabayas, there would be wells that were, were for water. People in those days they didn't have bottled water. Uh, take you know whatever springs water you like. They weren't they weren't selling bottled water on the streets at the stop signs. Or at the, they weren't there weren't Seven Elevens anywhere. They just sold bottled water. When you travel to the base of Mikdash, you it was hot. There was no air conditioning on your donkey, uh, and you were schlepping things, and you could become dehydrated and get very sick. So he had all of these walls along the way. One day they told Bechirim and Daisa that, oh sorry, his daughter fell into a pit and they couldn't get her out and they told into a, into a well. This guy dug walls, his daughter fell into a well. And they told that the righteous person of generation, this is, this is the generation of, uh, of right before and after the destruction of the second base. They tell him, um, and Rechina ben Doisis says, Davish and Stabo Oishat Sadik. This, in a, if she fell on a wall, she's going to die in a wall. The Chunya Chayfer Sichin was the one who dug the walls for the Jewish people. It can't be, it can't be that, he, that his, he's going to be, um, uh, he'll lose out. And Lemaisa, his daughter was saved, miraculously saved. Once Rechina ben Doisis said that argument, he's saved. It says the Talmud afterwards, in a later period of time, this son died of dehydration, of thirst. Why should that have happened? It wasn't the argument was that this Sadiq suffered for, for the Jewish people. He shouldn't be punished in that way. Exerted himself in this area. Why should his children lose out? So how could the son die? The daughter was saved from the wall. Why did the son die? Listen to this. Ashita Nukubetzis, which is one of the, the classic commentaries on the Talmud. Great. He was a contemporary of the Rizal. He was also the uh, Chidu All yeshivas, every bochor learns Ashita Nukubetzis. But Bakama, Ksubas, whatever sect you're learning, it's, it's, uh, it's a composition. It, it, comp, it comp, compiles many of the Rishonim, and he adds his own uh, opinions. He, again, he's, he lived in Egypt. He was also a student of Vaz with the Arizal. He was a, a classmate, so to speak, of the Arizal in ye, Yeshiva. And Shadu says the same thing. Um, he says the following thing. 
Davish the star, Hiska Kashbakhla Dvarsh, Kendakh Kashbakh Shamas Farsat Stikishwador, Ukeshemes, Beno, but some for Mesa Kana. Says the Shitin Kabatis, do you know why the daughter was saved and the son was not? Because when the daughter when Rechanina ben Doisa made this appeal to Hashem, he created a reality. It's not fair, Hashem, that this daughter should die in a way that the father gave up his time and life to dig wells for people, the daughter should die. That appeal is what saved the daughter. Not the, it wasn't, the fact that the Tzadik Hador had said that, in Dabin for the daughter, that's what she was saved. When the son was dying, dying of the address, of, 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 no one made the appeal because Rechanim Dosa was no longer alive. What saved the daughter was not the reality of the, of the argument. It was the argument was made by Rechanim Dosa. You said that means, that means that Rechanim Mendoza's prayer is what saved the girl. The fact is, what he did was the argument. But if it wouldn't, if that argument, if that appeal would not have been made, she, it, it, it should have been said. And therefore, when the son came up and he died, uh, because Rechim did not make that uh, appeal, he was no, was no longer living. Also, he says this is a Gemara in Chagigo, very, very famous Gemara. The Gemara talks about the, the greatest student of Rabbi Kiva, one of the greatest Chochmarikia students, was Rabbi Meir Balanes. And Rabbi Meir, not only learned by Rabbi Kiva, he learned by Acher. Now, Acher, the Talmud talks about the Chagiga at length. He was actually discussed in my history series. Uh, when did I discuss this? I talked about the, the, the generation after the destruction of the second base of Mikdash, which, uh, uh, and, and not just, it was actually destruction after Bar Koichva. That's where Rameer and uh, live. They, they witnessed already many of them, instruction of the basic English, second message itself. And this Acher, this Elisha Benavua, who was a contemporary of Rabbi Akiva, was broken by this. And through various other reasons, Elisha uh, um, Benavua went off. Even though he was this tremendous Torah scholar, he went off. And Rabbi Meir Balhanes, Rabbi Meir would study both Rabbi Akiva and this Acher. And Acher means the other one. It means the sages didn't refer to him by his name. Talmud um, says that because Rabbi, Rabbi Meir studied by Acher, who broke Jewish law, and he actually, Talmud talks about how he didn't believe he could do tshuva. There's a lot of Gemaras over there in Chagiga about this Acher. So there's a Gemara thing that Rabbi Meir learned by him. And because of that, they, they did not in, in Shemayim. Um, they they would not quote Rabbi Meir. Now we know that there's a concept. Of, I'm going to do this very short. That there's a yeshiva shalmata. There's a yeshiva down here. That the the the, 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 the purpose of this world, the purpose of Torah, is that Jews learn Torah. And the Rabbi Moshe Feinstein's, the Chafetz Chaim's, the Chaim Kanievsky's, the world, the 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 Belzerabas, the world. Those who live in, they are the yeshivas of Hillel and Shammai, of Pampatisa and Nerhardah, of Namir and Lakewood. That is the yeshiva Shalmat and all the yeshiva, all the other yeshivas around worldwide. That is the, what, what keeps us as a nation. We are a Torah nation, to quote the great Rabbi we God. We're not, we, we have doctors and Nobel Prize winners and lawyers and everything else, and, and of course, computer engineers in Silicon Valley, but that's not what we're here for. We're here as a Torah nation. We live in a Sifta 
And after the Olam Habadu is a Mesifta to Shemaya. And they were quoting Rabbi Meir. Because Rabbi Meir learned by this person who broke Torah Ligamre. And he still studied by him. And the Gemara says that they were in Shemayim, all of the sages who passed away, they're in Gan Eden. They're connecting to Torah in Shemayim. Again, we're not going through what that means exactly right now. But suffice it to say, they're not quoting Rabbi Meir until Rabbi Abahu. Rabbi Abahu. Rabbi Abahu is the Gavah Hador after Rabbi Yechon. So we're talking about the late 3rd century in the Common Era. Rabbi Abahu lived in Israel. He stood Rabbi Yechon, who was the, the editor of the Talmud Shalom. The first editor wasn't done in his lifetime. Rabbi, the great Rabbi Yechon, after he passed away, Rabbi Yechon passed away. Uh, the main person was Rabbi Abahu. Rabbi Abahu, by the way, lived in Kisaria, in Caesarea. That's where he lived. Lots of conversations in the Gemara about Rabbi Abahu talking to heretics. Most of those heretics, by the way, were early Christians, um, uh, as well as um, the Roman pagans. But he lived in a very mixed city. This is Caesarea, we know, was where there, there was a Colosseum in Caesarea. It was a Greek Roman city, which Caesarea, uh, uh, Caesarea, whatever you want to say in English. Um, but he, this Rabbi Abahu, was this great sage, the leader of the generation at the end of the third century. He made the argument. He said, what do you mean in Shemaim that are quoting Rabbi Meir? He took the nut out of the shell and he threw out the shell. In other words, he says, Rabbi Meir was not influenced by this Acher. In the time, we know that even, I'm not going into early Christianity, there were so many deviant sects in that period of time because of the Sadducees were there. So many other different Messianic movements, Essenes, radical Sikari who were rebelling. Uh, and a lot of it was because of the tremendous pressures of the Roman Empire and the scattering of the Jews. I mean, it was a really tough time after, after three major wars against Rome. We were, you know, I, 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 I said that. And here, I mean, Mir, this great person's Learning by somebody who himself went off, it was it was not a good thing. So Rabbi Abahu, no, nope. Why you, Rabbi Meir did fine. He took the nut out of the shell and threw out the shell. Rabbi Abahu's say that Acher Alisha Ben was bad problems he threw out. He took just the Torah from him. That was the winning argument. And the Gemara says from then on in Shemayim they quoted Rabbi Meir. <laughs> Until that point, they didn't know that Rabbi Meir did. Do you think in Shemayim? They didn't know, and that Mesifta Deshmaya, and, and, and again, we're not getting to what that means, the yeshiva, but, but where, where, how they learned Torah, obviously it's not 100% true, but how that relates to what Ghanaian is, it means all, it's the, the utmost connection to Hashem. You don't think they, they knew this argument, Rabbi Meir took out the shell and threw it out, but until the argument was made in Tefillah by the Gadol Hador of that generation, it was not accepted. It means that Rabbi Meir was, let me tell you exactly, Rabbi Meir was, I think, three generations before Rabbi Abel. It was three, I'm going to have to recalculate, but it was three. So for three generations, that, that argument was not made, and three generations, Rabbi Meir wasn't going to mind. But once it was, either it was a true, it was cogent, it was true, it had to be made. And we know, 
Again, we're not getting into the divine plan now. With the righteous, there's there's a higher judgment. That's a very big concept, which we're not. It's a big theological concept. We're not going to deal deal with right now. Why the super righteous are judged much more strictly? And when Mendoza would pray, it's not fair that the person who dug the walls, a child, that's why it was accepted. And the same thing by over here. It was the argument. And until that argument was made, until that appeal was made, it, the reality was not that way. And whenever we're coming and making an appeal to Hashem and davening, there, there could be many arguments that could be made to save us from potential Tsaris. Um, as Moshe said by Har Sinai, why should the Gayim look at the Chil Hashem? What about your great name, Hashem? If, uh, you know, don't humiliate the Jewish people. Or we're your sheep and you're our shepherd, as we say in the Old Testament. Every Yachid, right? We refer to Hashem as our father. We come to, we appeal as Hashem as our father. We say Elokai. My God. <laughs> right? You know, like Herman Woke in a book called, I think it was My God, was that the name of his book? Right? My God. This, oh, this is My God. That was the name of his book. My, when a person says Elokai, you're referring to Hashem as, You're my God. You're my Hashem. That's my, you're, my, you're my personalization. Ain't a rock, Bakashi It's not, listen to this. When, you, when a person says Elokai, my God, please Hashem. Right? It's not just a request. It's an argument. You're my God. You're my... Not just God. There's only one Hashem in the world. There's only one creator. There's only one omnipotent Hashem. But it's not just that you are that omnipotent. You're my Hashem. Hashem, you're my Hashem. You're my personal... You, you relate to me as a father. You are Hashem of my, me. We say that part of our prayer. That's Chazar Koyveh. That's how you pray. Alokai. It's not just a request. It's, it, it's an appeal. Uh, and it, it could actually just say in those words, Elokai, my God, could redeem us from all kinds of tragedies and, and bring us blessing. You are my personal Shem and you are a Baal Chesed. You give kindness and you are and you, are, you have all the power. There's nothing that you cannot do, Hashem. Elokim Shali and you're my Hashem. Vim Ken, what's stopping? Why can't, why can't I have a redemption? Why is a salvation, a cure? Uh, uh, whatever a person needs. Of course, it's dafka, but it's only if you ask for it. If you don't make the appeal, it ain't going to happen. It doesn't happen. We're a loss. Very often it's eternal. There are all kinds of timers, um, which we can dive in a way. But inspired by that, there's two points over here. Racious, firstly, she had taina. First of all, has to be a good taina. As we started before, when you do what the sages say, you say slachna avinu, you dive in the way. We know we're, we're on the right track. We're doing the right thing. Oh, we have to. We have to have the right words. And the, and the higher up the person is, it's a bechanida mendoz. It's a bechanida It's a big tzaddik. That's where you go to righteous people for blessings or prayer. The more the greater they are, the better they, the better they can make the appeal. Because <laughs> they're writing messages, but we can all do that. But the, obviously, if there's a great person, I just saw tonight he's in Chicago, 
Chaim Kanyevsky, son of Shmurayo Kanyevsky. He's a big Rosh Hashiva in Bnei Brak. I just literally came from Meyer. I saw him speaking in the Yeshiva tomorrow morning. I said, you big silent davenance for you. Your prayers can go even further. And we know that the prayer of all Jewish people are accepted. As we know, we said this a few months ago, there's Tefillah of Moshe, there's a Tefillah of Moshe Rabbeinu in Tehillim, and there's a Tefillah of the Oni, of the pauper, and the Tefillah of the Oni is even higher than Moshe Rabbeinu. If, and we're all Aniyim, we're all, if we daven in that way, we're paupers, we all, our Tefillahs can be the most. But but the best thing is to follow the path that we have already. You say to Hillam, follow the tefillahs of Shemona Esrei, or we or other tefillahs that we know. The great, you know, there's a prayer for children which Shlomo wrote. Shlomo is a big person. Use his words. There are prayers that 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 that. that People like the Shlomo for getting married or having children or for health or, or, or you know, certainly the Hillman's from David HaMelech, Ruch HaKadosh. Those are the prayers you want to use. But Agam, and, and, and it's true that everyone has to have their own tefillahs and their, their thing, as I mentioned, at the end of Yishma Nasrei or in the middle of the day, actually, I, 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 and I mentioned in this article from Rome, Mitzvah um, being printed, it's really accepted, just a question, when, when in the three weeks they're going to print it, it could be as soon as next week. But the next article I'm writing on, um, in the middle, is about Uman, and Rav Nachman Breslov in particular, but Uman, the whole city, there's a lot of history in the city of Uman, where people go on Rosh Hashanah. One of the things Rav Nachman Breslov pushed is his spoilers, a person should take time to themselves and talk to Hashem. <laughs> that was one of the big things of Nachman Breslov, the, you know, one other thing is it's a mystery of the Lord, it's a big mitzvah to be happy, and certainly Breslov uh, is very into Simcha, but but even before that, it's, it's funny this. You, you a person should take time himself and just talk to Hashem. Well, at least at the end of Shemona Esrei, you should talk to Hashem, and we should ask Hashem, right? So the main way to daven and to, to make your appeal is to use Shemona Esrei. That's that's the that's we that that works. Tehillim works. Words of the Chacham work. But we're gonna go ahead and daven. You have to be a little bit careful now. That's why you have to be careful. Right? The, the, the Shlomo says in Kohalas, the uh, God's in heaven, you know, be, therefore be, don't say too much. It means don't make the wrong appeal. Don't be a mechotzaf. Right? Uh, we know there's ways to ask things and there's ways which is chutzpah or, or, or improper. For you and I, you know, people who today who, who's dying, it's with ice cream and cookies and candies and living luxury and we're less spiritual. We may not have exactly the best arguments. By the way, at some level, we're more spiritual. It's a different conversation because we live in a world with all that and we still connect with Hashem. But, but we're not tapped in. We're not, we're not in a VM. So it could be if a person just goes on their own script, they're going to mess up. Right? It could be God where you can say person say improper things to Hashem. And we know that the accepted tefillahs um, are, are this way, like Tehillim or Shun Esrei. And therefore, if we, we leave that, um, that, that script, there is a danger. So how do we make an appeal? We make appeals in words that others 
or if we're going to make our own appeal, be very careful. That should be said in a way that 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 um, you know um, that uh, that's not at all at all shmecks of chutzpah, because we're we're requesting from Hashem, and Hashem waits for that, and it could be until that we're not going to get it, but it should be done in a way which we don't forget who we're talking and how we're talking. The guarantee thing is, um, we'd say the tefillas of, of, of the Shona Esrei and all of our tefillas, and to add in our own words of Cheshek, and to talk to Hashem, um, and, and, and to do it in a way where, where our tefillas will be accepted. We're going to next, actually in the next few weeks, we're going to talk a lot more about this tefillah, making appeals to HaKadosh Baruch I just want to say, you know, we're going into the three weeks, you know, so much of our desire for Mashiach is how we daven for it. And as we come into Elul and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, you know, and we're going to be, our lives are literally going to be decided. Um, the, this approach of, of knowing how to say and what to say and saying it could be the difference between eternal success and less than that. And, you know, Kedai you know, as we come into these weeks, you know, the three weeks are holy weeks. You know, even in the absence, it's to remind us, you know, I, I, somebody called me a couple of weeks ago that they were bothered by a rabbinic figure or, 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 or someone who was connected to me, and they don't, they don't live in San Jose, um, so it's no one from San Jose, but they were, they, were, they were kind of like told off. And they asked me, like, and then they felt it was a little bit of, um, a little strong. So I said to the person, the person who told you this, you were unaware there was even an issue. They did you the biggest favor in the world as a human being who's, 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 who is imperfect. In the three weeks, you know, so I told the person, you should be thankful. You know, thankful that you, you now have a new, even if you felt it was a little stronger or overkill, that you now realize there's something you should be concerned about in your life. Three weeks is Hashem telling you He loves us. You know, the, the, the month of the destruction of the is Av, Chodesh Av, the Chodesh of Hashem is our father. It's a, a month, by the way, where we, we should be davening as Hashem is our father. And as we go into, into Elul, after that, really it's all about tefillah now, everybody said. So this is the months that Moshe Rabbeinu davened. Shiraz HaBatavah, of course, is when the golden calf happens, and it's followed by the, the, up to Elul, the period of time, the, the 40 days Moshe davened for the Jewish people, uh, the, the, before going back up to our Sinai, it's days that we should be working on our own appeals, working on our own tefillah, and with that, so listening to the shir, making the efforts, we're guaranteed success. Okay, hold here.